the Great Reset. And what I have noticed, one of the major things that is happening in our world is the Great Reset of our morality. The Great Reset of our morality. But on the other hand, God is doing a Great Reset on our hearts. And I know right now that he is calling his people back to his heart. He is calling them back. So there is two resets going on. There is a fight between good and evil. There is a fight for your very soul. The great reset of your heart and the fight for your morality in this setting. I was listening to a sermon this morning, got partway through it, but one of the comments that I love that Pastor Shelley said from Awakened Church was, whatever you tolerate will dominate. Whatever you tolerate will dominate. So we have seen in our world a very hard push harder than I have ever seen it in my lifetime for our children and their morality. There's been an attack on the family like never before and we have been forced to tolerate ideologies that are not biblical, that are not moral, that are not God's way of doing things. So, As Charlie Kirk would say, what starts off as tolerating, I hear this argument all the time, I don't care what they do as long as it doesn't affect me and my family. Who's heard that? So in other words, I'll stay silent because it doesn't affect me, right? But the unfortunate thing is not only is that a selfish attitude because it's just about you, not about other people that are being affected. But not only is that a selfish attitude, but actually in the end it will affect you. It will affect you. Because what we tolerate right now, what we, what we have tolerated, even as a church, what we have tolerated is now we are forced to celebrate. Not only are we forced to celebrate, but now we are forced to participate. Right? So I'll give you an example. So, Gay Pride Day comes along in your workplace and maybe years ago that went, came and went and didn't affect you, right? But now you're, you're told you have to put a flag on your desk, right? You're, you're told you have to put a flag on your desk and then you're harassed by your workmates because you refuse to do that. So, you can see where the... It's moved, right? It's moved. And now you have a situation where parents taking their children to drag queen events to celebrate and participate. To celebrate and participate what once we tolerated. So we have a role in this earth, because we carry kingdom culture with us wherever we go. Wherever we go, we carry kingdom culture. And you know what? We love 
everyone. We love everyone. God loves everyone. God died on that cross for everyone. But that doesn't mean that we have to agree with what people do. As a mother, I love all my children. doesn't mean I love everything they do. Right? That's the difference. That's the difference. So the traditional values and the nuclear family are under attack. This has been planned for many, many years. What has come in our society now has not come out of the blue. It has been meticulously planned by people who want to pull apart our society. They want the family to be destroyed. Ultimately, we know that our fight is not against flesh and blood. So this is actually a rebellion against God. Ultimately, this is a rebellion against God and his plan for our life because he has the best plan for our life. So good and healthy relationships have boundaries, don't they? God put in place boundaries not because he's a party pooper, but because he designed us and the designer knows the design. Like, if you drive a car and you pull out the manual to the wrong car, it's not going to help you much, is it? If you put the wrong thing in the car, you know, I don't know much about cars, as you can tell. You know, God is the designer. He knows what's best for us. If you don't follow the manual, you're going to go wrong. And you're going to damage the car. So everything in our society right now has drawn us away from biblical morality. And that has actually also infiltrated the church, as we know. As we know, this morality has infiltrated the church because instead of the church saying, no, we're going to stand on what the Bible says is true. They've said, we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to offend anyone. So we're going to accept everything so that we won't offend anyone. So we can see the result in our society right now, can't we, with confusion. We have the most medicated society that we have ever had in history. Over 50% of people are on depression tablets. Children are medicated with Ritalin at a very, very high rate. There's suicides going through the roof. Children are confused. And it's all because we have moved away from biblical morality. So if you don't know who you are, then you're not secure in who you are. Then you'll be moved by everything that comes your way, every concept that comes your way, because that could be what I'm missing. Romans 1.21 says, Because knowing God, they did not glorify him as God. Neither were they thankful, but they became vain in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image 
made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their hearts to dishonour their own bodies between themselves. For they changed the truth of God into a lie and they worshipped and served the created thing more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. So there's so much in that, isn't there? But ultimately, God thought, oh God, people thought that they were smarter than God. And instead of worshipping the Creator, started worshipping the created things. And they wanted things that were abomination to God because they rested in their flesh and didn't look to God. So what does God do? God says, okay, if you want that, you can have it. If you want that, you can have it. As I said before, God gives us free will to choose. And if you, and if you lust after and you run after things, if you don't listen to him, if you choose not to listen, then he'll give you over to that flesh. That flesh will take you over. And it ultimately it destroys us. We know that, don't we? Look at all the broken relationships we see around our lives. And this whole concept that I can sleep around with however many people I like and it doesn't affect me is a lie of the enemy. Because that's a covenant relationship that God designed between two people that are committed to one another in a covenant relationship of marriage. And every time that you become one with that person, because the Bible is clear that you become one with that person, then you separate from that person and you pull apart from your soul and you have a destroyed individual. And then we do it again and then we do it again. And we wonder why society is so messed up because God is the designer and he knows the consequence of sin is death, death in our souls. You know, even though we know God, there are choices to be made. There are choices to be made in this world right now. Do we stand up for what is right do we become part of the world or do we show people a better way to live? Do we show people in our world that there is a better way to live? Do we give them hope by being different, by being different than what the world says is acceptable? So right now, there are no boundaries. Our boundaries in our society in this area of morality are shifting further and further and further to anything and everything is acceptable because it said that God gave them over to their own lusts. So I hate to tell you this, but there is so much depravity in our world, we just cannot stick our head in the sand and pretend that it's not happening because it's happening and it's destroying our children's lives. I don't know if Pastor Ash talked about a bill. We have a bill coming to South Australia. It is coming. It is on the drawing board. Victoria has already passed. 
is a gender conversion therapy bill. They sow the lie. But the thing is this, say for instance, some, your child comes to you and they're struggling, struggling in their sexuality and they're a girl and they say, I want to be a boy now. And you say, no, but you're not a boy. I don't affirm this. They can then, that, that um, parent can be taken to jail in Victoria. That is in the legislation. This is coming to South Australia. We need to be aware. We need to be on the front foot and we need you, church, to pray because this is evil. We have a situation where if someone comes to the church, if someone comes to the pastors and says, I need prayer because I'm really confused about my sexuality and I need prayer, if we pray for them, we can get thrown in prison. This is real. This is real. And you can pull up the Victorian bill and you can have a look for yourself because it's set in writing. This is evil, evil stuff. So you're saying to me that a child or a person imprisoned in something that they don't want in their life can't go for help because it's illegal. Because it's illegal. We don't care. We're still going to pray, hey. <laughs> we'll just be on a rotational basis because we will take turns being in jail. So <laughs> get ready. But it's serious. This is serious. And you know why this is happening? Because the church has not stood up. We are in the situation we are right now because the church has been asleep. When Paul writes letters, he's addressing the church. How does the world have hope if we are the same as the world? How do they have hope? How do we help them if we are the same? How do we help them if we ourselves are locked in our own sinful bondage when we don't need to be because Jesus Christ set us free? He set us free. We don't need to live like that. So Senator Alex spoke out recently, and I really encourage you to follow Senator Alex on social media, share his stuff because he's, obviously he gets censored, and he spoke to Parliament this week and he spoke out on the indoctrination of our children in the education system. They have infiltrated our education system and they're teaching children of very young age, very adult sexual concepts. You need to know that. There is a, there is a program called The Good Society. Sounds awesome, doesn't it? The Good Society. But it's all about sexualising your children, your grandchildren, your friends' kids. It's all about sexualising the children because ultimately these people, as sick as this is, ultimately these people, they want to lower the age of consent. Where do you think that's headed? Pedophilia is rife and they want to change the name of that too to make it sound okay. This is real, people. This is real. And once you start looking, you'll be horrified. This is the agenda. We need to be awake and we need to be praying. Our children are under attack like never before. They've been bombarded 
on their smartphones. They've been bombarded with advertising on TV. How many people are shocked these days, even in ads? Two mums, two, two, two guys in a family. All these, yeah, interesting three-way relationships. Um, people that are a cat that are part of the relationship which is another weird thing that's going on right now. Look into it. It's called furries. It's weird as heck. Um, actually, a lady was t telling me that her daughter walked past a group of them in the mall this week and they all dress up like cats. This is legit. They dress up as cats and as she walked past, they hissed at her. They hissed at her. How demonic is that? You see, it says that God gave them over to any lust of their heart. So now we want to be a cat and that's okay because I can be what I want to be, right? And I can marry a child because that's okay because I says it's okay too. We need to be serious about this. Without the law of God written on our hearts, what is written on our hearts? Without the law of God written on our hearts, what is the foundation for our life? Anything and everything is acceptable. This is the reset that is happening in our, in our society. So it says in Psalm 81, but my people would not listen to my voice. And Israel would have none of me. So I gave them up to the stubbornness of their own hearts. And they walked in their own conceits. God can give us up to our own stubbornness if we choose not to listen, which is exactly what Israel did. As we know, when they're wandering around the desert... And they had God in their midst. And Moses leaves them for a few hours. And what do they do? They fashion their own God. They make their own God. Interestingly enough, you know what one of those gods was? They fashioned a God. And the, one of the gods they were worshipping was Moloch, which is a God of child sacrifice. Does that ring any bells right now? A God of child sacrifice. What has been legitimised in our society? Abortion. All of these things that are happening right now is just a regurgitation of old gods, of, of basically the enemy, basically Satan, being repackaged to try and deceive you into accepting it. We need a reset of our hearts. We need to let God into our hearts and convict us because we are called to not be of this world. We are called to be different. We are a new creation. When we come to Christ, we become a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come, so we don't need to be bound to the things of this world, we can be set free in the name of Jesus. So when we refuse to listen to the voice of God, you know, sometimes God is speaking to you 
And he's saying, don't pursue that relationship. Don't hang out with those people. Don't watch that program. And we choose to ignore. We go, God, I am doing my own thing. That's silly. That's a bit of an overreaction. Why would you tell me not, not to do that? Because that leads to the next thing, to the next thing, and next thing your heart is far away from God because you're not listening to him. It says in Ephesians 5.15, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Walking wisely. Walking wisely. You can only walk wisely if you're reading your Bible. (laughs) So then you know that what someone is telling you is wrong because you need to go to your Bible because Christians have forgotten that the Bible is still the truth. And regardless of someone else's opinion, God has not changed his mind. The Word of God is there for our correction and for our good. It is the living and active Word of God. It's like sharper than a two-edged sword, it says. So we need to walk wisely in this time. Strengthen yourself in God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 6.18, it says, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is outside his body, but he who commits fornication is against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit in you? whom you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. When we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us, and we are now the temple of God, which once God dwelled in his temple, now... God dwells in us wherever we go. So therefore, we need to understand that we were bought with a price, which was the precious blood of Christ, which means that we need to remember that what we do with our bodies is important to God because we are the temple. We are the temple. So we need to run. It says flee. It says, flee from fornication. So run away. Run from this stuff. It doesn't say walk slowly, casually. No, it says run. Because it knows that Paul says in Romans, the flesh is willing, but the spirit is weak. So don't be around stuff that's going to tempt your flesh. Because highly likely, you're going to give in. So you need to run from temptation. Don't let it get a hold of you. Paul says you can either be a slave to sin or you can be a slave to righteousness. Either way, you're a slave. Slave to sin, which leads to death and keeps you bound up, or slave to righteousness, which leads to freedom. In Jesus' name. So our society has been, there's a push to reset our morality 
to accept what is bad and pretend it's good. It's all in the language. Have you noticed the language? It's very deceptive. Very deceptive. So in James 1.13 it says, Let no one being tempted say, I am tempted from God, for God is not tempted by evil and tempts no one. But each one is tempted by his lusts, even drawn away and seduced by them. So God doesn't tempt us. We are drawn away by our own desires. But God says if we submit to him, then we can flee. We can resist the devil. So we need to submit to God first and we can resist the devil. The enemy can tempt us. doesn't mean we need to choose to, to follow that temptation. We can say no. And that's why we pray the Lord's Prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We need to be prayerfully awake because this is a spiritual battle. We can't do it in our own will. We need the Spirit of God to stand strong in these days and to be salt and light to this world. So what can we do in this world? What does God expect us to do? In 2 Corinthians 6.17, it says, Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Be separate, says the Lord. So we are not to be like the world. It says, come out, be separate, be different. We should stand out. We should be different because we should be light. We should be an example of how to live. So we need to repent, firstly. We need to repent in our own heart. We need to get our own lives right so that we can be an example to others. We need to get our lives right. We need to not be in denial about that either because all of us need to repent in some area of our life, all of us. Then we need to pray. We need to pray and intercede for those around us. And we need to speak up. We need to speak God's love. We need to speak God's righteousness because our words have power in this world. Our words have power as the Spirit of God is upon us. But we are to be different from this world. We are an example. I love in Matthew, this really stood out to me. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavour... How shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. What does that mean? It was actually quite interesting, but back then there was other ingredients that were becoming, were being put into salt. So it wasn't pure salt. So what happens when salt is infiltrated, so to speak? It loses its saltiness. 
it loses its effectiveness. So what they used to do was they used to throw that salt on the roads. You just, just used it on the roads because it wasn't pure. It had lost its effectiveness. Its proper use was not able to be as, you know, as potent anymore. We, in our family, I don't know about you, but in our family, we have a salt obsession. And there has to be, there has to be salt on the table. And we just say salt makes everything better. Salt makes everything better. We use rock salt, of course, you know, red rock salt. Um, But, and this is what Jesus is saying. If you are the salt of the earth, you make everything better. You flavor it. You bring out the vibrancy in it. But if you're infiltrated, you lose your effectiveness. The purity that we are supposed to be, the holiness of God that is supposed to be in us as light to the world has become infiltrated by the world, unfortunately. And that is what has happened You know, you've probably seen it. A lot of Christian artists who say, I'm a Christian. Great, you're a Christian. So live, their life is far from it, right? In some some cases, I'm not calling out all of them. But I'm saying it's easy just to stick a label on yourself and say that's what I am. It's pretty much like now, isn't it? I could stick a label on myself and call myself what I am. If I want to be a cat, that's cool, I'm a cat. But you know what I'm saying? It's like the label, they need to be salty. But a lot of them have lost their saltiness because they want to be part of the world. They want to sit on the fence. They want to be accepted. But Jesus says here, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? We need to keep our flavor. We need to keep our purity 1 Peter 1.16 says, You shall be holy, for I am holy. I believe the reset of our heart right now needs to be to be holy as God is holy. And that sounds like such an impossible task, doesn't it? And it is, but for Jesus. Because Christ in us, Christ in us, You shall be holy for I am holy. God does not expect us to be holy on our own merit because we could never be. Because the blood of Christ sets us free. When we ask Jesus into our life, our life becomes brand new. Our life becomes different, transformed by the power of the cross. Oswald Chambers says this, Continually restate to yourself what the purpose of your life is. The destined end of man is not happiness nor health, but holiness. It's pretty powerful, isn't it? The desired end of man is not happiness nor health, but holiness. Ultimately, our life is a transformative process are becoming more like Jesus. And if we become more like Jesus, then we can be light to this world. 
But if we have nothing to offer, if we are just the same, what do we have to offer? What hope do we have to offer? If we are still bound to the same sin that people outside are in, then what use are we? We've lost our saltiness. God does not want us to be bound anymore. He never wanted us to be bound, actually. That's why he went into hell to take those keys off the enemy. And he delivered us from that sin. So let's, my call this morning, I guess, is to remind ourselves of the days that we live in. And yes, they are dark. So we need to pray. We need to pray and we need to be on alert and we need to be a stop being a sleeping church and go, it'll be okay. Jesus is coming back. Well, what about in the meantime? What about all those people that are suffering in the meantime that need our help, that need our guidance, that need us to show them a better way to live? We need to pray, we need to speak, and we need to repent in our own lives and in our own hearts and be, acknowledge where we are, ourselves have let the enemy take some ground in our life. And we've all done it. Let's not pretend. You know, we're all the same. We've all done it. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God, I just pray that you'll do a reset in our hearts this morning. God, I pray that we'll have desire to be right with you. I pray that we'll have a desire to let go of the old and embrace the new. Lord, I pray that you'll draw us closer to you, Lord that you will help us, God, to stand strong. Right now in this atmosphere, let's just bring any stuff, any baggage to God right now. Let's just lay it down. Let's repent of the things that we've done that we know are against God. Forgive us, God. Forgive us, Lord. Help us, God, to be right with you. And if this morning you're struggling right now and maybe you've never asked Jesus into your life, so he'll help you. Jesus will help you to be set free. He will help you to live a new life. If you're confused this morning, he will answer every question of your heart. So if that's you this morning, if you want to ask Jesus into your life, you're like, I need Jesus in my life. I need Him. Just lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Thank you, God. Awesome girls. You can put your hand down. Amen. Let's pray for them. Anyone else this morning that wants to ask Jesus into their life? This is your opportunity. Don't let it go by. Don't let it go by. This is the beginning of a brand new life for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord.
Let's just pray a prayer together. Just repeat after me as I say, Jesus, I ask you into my life. Forgive me for my sins. Help me to live for you. And thank you that I'm a child of God. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord, I pray you do your work in our hearts this morning. Lord, I just pray you speak to us about standing strong. I pray that you will just reignite the passion here this morning that we are the light and the salt of the world. We are the light and the salt of the world. If you want prayer for courage this morning, if you want courage just to be able to stand for Him in the days ahead, I just encourage you, come forward as, or for any other prayer need this morning, come forward and we'll pray for you. Amen.